listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And this week, it will be a whamtastic guest going north of the border to the dairy state of Wisconsin. We're bringing in the fanny pack kid, Cal Hero. Cal will be joining us in just a little bit. Very excited to talk a little bit about Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, his foray into OVW, and even appearances in Impact Wrestling and AEW. Plenty to talk about. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. One national item before we get into local stuff. Again, close to my heart, NXT. And in my opinion, NXT consistently is the best WWE product out there. And now the company says they'll be making wholesale changes. Vince McMahon, Nick Khan took the chopping block to NXT, released a lot of talents, guys like Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, who was just a North American champion a few weeks ago, Ari Sterling, who a lot of us know better as Alex Zane, Jake Atlas, and even another former North American champion, Leon Ruff, all released, all gone from the roster. Shocking to me. And the sad thing about Leon Ruff, his wife is still working with NXT as a referee. So that's a really awkward situation right there. And I tell you, I I really hope they don't ruin this NXT concept. It, It was for about 10 years, the best thing WWE had going on a consistent basis. The takeovers were incredible. The talent that has come through NXT, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, William Regal, all the people that have worked down there with the Performance Center and the NXT brand, it's, it's just been an amazing show. Must-see TV for me every week. And my heart breaks thinking that they might actually be ruining this concept. And I really, really hope that's not the case, but I guess we'll see what happens. Change is inevitable, but I didn't want that to change. Locally, lots of stuff to talk about. This past week, Freelance Underground's Phase In debuted on IWTV.live. It'll be an eight-week TV series. And I was very excited with the first episode that dropped last week. Fantastic show, top to bottom. We had the Freelance Underground independent champion, Laney Luck, defeating Davey Bang. Then we had Freelance Underground tag team champion, Brothers of Instruction, defeating Country Air. Trevor Outlaw picks up a win over Acid Jazz after Coda Hernandez interfered. And then we had Lee Moriarty defeating Storm Grayson. Going forward into week two of Phase In, we have Marche Rocket against Coda Hernandez, Wes Barkley against Angel Escalera, Country Air against Viva La Danger, which is Danger Mask and Chico Suave, and GPA, the freelance underground champion, has an open enrollment challenge match, and stepping up to the plate for that challenge is young August Matthews. Now, going back to POW Entertainment, they had a double shot this past weekend. Two 
Very exciting shows. Friday Night Lights last Friday at Teawood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Real quick results. We had the POW champion Scott Spade against the SCW champion JPH. That match goes to a double countout. We had Mateo Valentine in his POW debut defeating the Masked Marauder. Now, Mateo Valentine was the guest on Windy City Slam podcast last week. If you want to learn a little bit more about Mateo Valentine, check out last week's episode wherever you find your podcasts. Then we had Kazile defeating Meat Hooks O'Bannon. Mason Perks defeated Jimmy Blaze. Trainwrecker defeats the returning Trog. Now, if that name rings a bell, Trog was a guy Joey Roth and I were joking about a few weeks ago on the podcast, saying we hadn't seen this guy in a while. And sure enough, Trog shows up at Power Entertainment last Friday night. And finally, from that first show, we have Jimmy Blaze winning the Battle Royal. He last eliminated Mason Perks, but Mason Perks got his revenge, jumped Jimmy Blaze afterward, bloodied him up, and that was it for Friday Night Lights. Then Power returned to their home base at the American Legion Hall in Fox Lake. Road to Rage last Saturday night. Tristan Hayes defeats Hardcore Craig with the help of Buddy Roberts Jr. and a mysterious masked man in a no-count-out, no-disqualification match. Paulie Tomaselli came out to help his partner, Hardcore Craig. I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come in this Hayes and Craig rivalry over the next few weeks. POW champion Scott Spade defeats Trainwrecker. Then we had Rufus Ramon of the Bad Ombre Cartel gets the victory over Joey the Pitbull Chi-Chi by a result of a disqualification. And in another match of a disqualification, BMI, Mike Idol and Jamie Race, they defeat Revolution, Jimmy Blaze, and Eric Freedom. Mason Perks defeats Captain Spicoli. Now, if that throws you off a little bit, Spicoli was filling in for Vic Capri, who was advertised but didn't make the show. I'm not sure what happened there, but Mason Perks escapes the weekend undefeated in two singles matches. And big weekend for the young man, uh, graduate of Full Sail University, POW Entertainment student under Jimmy Blaze, flexing his cocky muscles just a little bit. And then we had Paulie Tomaselli defeating Tyler Sullivan. In his POW debut, Cody James defeats Axel Abreu. Meathooks O'Bannon defeats Kazal, but after that match, Kazal and Tyler Sullivan attacked Meathooks O'Bannon to set up a future IPA versus Sullivan and Kazal tag team match. Moving on to Zello Pro, Ballroom Brawl. Now, this event took place a little over a week ago at Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee show was broadcast on Fight TV. It debuted last Friday night. It was delayed a couple of days for post-production, etc., etc. And I'm not going to spoil the matches since it's only been on Fight for a couple of days, but I was able to watch the show the other night. Another outstanding show by the Zello Pro crew. We had the main event of Jordan Grace defending the Zello Pro Women's Championship against Chelsea Green. Might see an old friend and former podcast guest interfere in that match. Then we had Trevor Outlaw and Danhausen in a terrific bout. And one of the matches of the night for me, Big John Crowley, who was a recent guest on the show, against Wisconsin's Nick Colucci in a hard-hitting, big, beefy affair of two big guys just going at it. And they had a nice beer toast after the match. 
And also a surprise, Coke Cabana challenged GPA for the Zello Pro Championship. And believe it or not, it was the first time they have ever wrestled in a long, illustrious career for both guys. And they got together for the very first time in Zello Pro. So if you have not seen Ballroom Ball, check it out on Fight TV, $12.99 for the pay-per-view, and enjoy that show. Last Saturday night, August the 7th, we had AAW Savages and Kings at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. And the real quick results from that show, Iron Demon Shane Mercer defeats Isaiah Moore. Then we had Joey Threat defeating Sky Blue and Christy Janes to become the number one contender for the AAW Women's Championship. Then we had Ace Austin defeating Davey Vega, Hakeem Zayn, and frontman JC to become the number one contender for the AAW Heritage Championship. And then Russ Jones defeated Hart and Bow. For the AAW Women's Championship, Allison Kay retained the title, defeating Mel Cruz, who was making an appearance in AAW after a brief cup of coffee with AEW about a year or so ago. Melanie Cruz, a longtime Chicago area, Wisconsin area, Midwestern independent favorite. Very excited to see her back in action for AAW. Chef defeats Jake Something for the AAW Tag Team Championships. Infamy, and that's a team of Robin Steele and Joasa. They defeat Jake Lander and Braden Lee. Chicago's favorite, Colt Cabana, made a return, defeats Larry D. And then in a main event tag match, we had Eddie Kingston and Matt Fitchett defeating the AAW champion Fred Yehi and Stallion Rogers. Another strong show for AAW, packed house at Bourbon Street. It was a great time. I've had friends attend that show. They just gave me great raving reviews about it. AAW comes back to the Logan Square Auditorium on September 2nd. That's all-out weekend. That card is already shaping up to be pretty awesome. couple of shows for this coming weekend that you want to keep an eye on. The NWA Race to the Chase. Now, this is a show coming to Gary, Indiana at the U.S. Steelyard, Friday night, August 13th. That's where the Gary South Shore Railcats independent baseball team plays. And on that card, NWA champion Nick Aldis, Mickey James, Trevor Murdoch, Chris Adonis, formerly Chris Masters in WWE, Crimson, Jack Stane, and Aaron Stevens, who a lot of people knew as Damian Sandow. Squared Circle Megastars is Saturday night, August the 14th, at Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn. 7 o'clock bell time, and some of the top matches on the show feature SCM heavyweight champion, the New Yorican D. Ramos, defending the title against the elite warrior Cobra. Then we have JPH against Tyler Sullivan. All day, Marche Rocket against Romeo Cavedo. Then there's a five-on-five elimination match. One team captained by Rod Street. The other team is captained by Cha-Cha Charlie. I love that name. The SCM Tag Team Championships are on the line. The team of Youth Gone Wild, managed by Chaz Moretti, against 1,000 horsepower. And in, in the last title match, it's SCM Mega Champion Shaq Jordan 
taking on the sharpshooter, James Creed, in a battle of two up-and-coming future superstars. For more events in the Chicago area, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, Southeast Wisconsin, check out WindyCitySlam.com. Go to the calendar of events for a listing. All right, everyone. In mere moments, we're going to be bringing him in. It'll be whamtastic, the fanny pack kid, Cal Hero. Stay tuned. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, on the line with us tonight, for the first time on Windy City Slam Podcast, it should be a whamtastic time. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fanny Pack Kid, Cal Hero. How you doing tonight, Cal? <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. It's, it's going to be a whamtastic night, and I'm doing absolutely tremendous. Super, super happy to be on here, and, and thank you for having me. To peel back the layers a little bit, um, we originally recorded this interview a day earlier, but we had some technical difficulties. Live and learn, I guess. But um, from last night to tonight, the in- time of the interview, you had a nice little car ride down from Milwaukee to Louisville. And uh, I believe you told me Al Snow was on that car ride as well? Yes, he was. It was Al Snow, his lovely wife, Jessica, and uh, Al's stepson, Jessica's son, Evan, who, who's one of my best friends. So it was a fun and enjoyable car ride. That should be cool. Yeah. I mean, um, what was that, like five, six hours maybe from Milwaukee to Louisville? Uh, yeah, it's, it's about six and a half to seven. So wow. <laughs> depends on that traffic. But it, it was a nice and smooth sailing today, thankfully. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get caught a little bit by Chicago. Yeah, well, we, uh, we try to go around it. <laughs> we do try to go around that. That's but, uh, smart. Yeah. Being a Chicago guy, I know all about Chicago traffic. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. From, from a kid who's from small town, Cedarburg, Wisconsin, when I first started, you know, hopping in the car and going on the road, when I, when I hit Chicago for the first time, I was in for a surprise. <laughs> Did not expect it to be how it was. It was, it was something. Yeah. So um, first question, why the fanny pack and why now? <laughs> so the, the fanny pack uh, came from, so it was either my dad's or my grandpa's or my great, it was, it was someone in the family. There was a fanny pack just laying around in the house and I was in high school and uh, I thought it'd be funny. I think it was like a, one of those Friday night football varsity games. I think it was, uh, the theme was like green because our colors were green and or orange and black. So it was orange out. And I saw this, black fanny pack to go with the orange and the black and I, I put it on as a joke and uh that night I realized how convenient fanny packs really are I mean I I'm one of those guys where I don't like having change on me because it always falls out of my pocket mm-hmm. and I, I was always embarrassed just when I you know I'd sit down and you got a bunch of quarters falling out of your pocket so that problem was easily fixed once I started wearing a fanny pack and that night you know I, I was like this is this is crazy because it can hold your wallet your phone your loose change your keys it can hold everything and fanny packs they you know they vary from size so that was just a medium-sized fanny pack so once I started really getting into them and realizing how big they can get and how much they can hold I'm like 
yeah, this, this is something I'll use. And who would have thought I'd become a professional wrestler and do an 80s character, which fanny packs kind of fit the gimmick pretty well. Yeah, and uh, speaking of 80s gimmick, um, you use the entrance music from Wham! Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And I saw a video on Facebook where you even got Gangrel to dance with you at the um, Circle B Recreation. I just laughed at that. Uh, so how did you discover Wham! and why the 80s music? So um, it actually, I, I fell in love with 80s music when I watched Deadpool for the first time when that came out and they had a careless whisper by wham on there and i just heard it and i was so used to listening you know the the 2010s rap and hip-hop and i heard that i'm like this is different this is very different and I, I fell in love with it right then and there and fell into a little rabbit hole and kept digging up old 80s music to where i was in hall and oats you know um i, I was all over the place hall and oats is my second favorite second favorite but uh I just fell into this deep thing with Wham! And I'm like, you know what? They have a song for every single mood possible. You know, like, wake me up before you go-go. Like, I'll play that if, you know, if I need to be happy and be lifted. And, you know, if there's a sad, you know, high school breakup, you toss on Careless Whisper, everything she wants, and kissing a fool. And, man, those ones will get to you. And then they just say, you know, they have all these different ones. Club Tropicana, whenever we're going to WrestleMania for a week or something, and it's in Florida. It's like, you play that and you just get that, you know, you're on vacation vibe. So um, just, I felt the connection to that music and I wanted to express that in my entrance because an entrance is the first thing that people see. And when they hear the first beat of your song, that's the first thing they think about you. And I'm like, I think this would be great because it's a kid who was born in 2002 coming out to an 80s, 80s top hit and um, just has that happy, happy vibe that, kids can dance and sing too and parents remember from their childhood so i just think that's awesome uh, being a 40s guy myself and then there's people maybe in their early 50s like your dad i mean us in that age range i mean we appreciate the 80s and the early 90s wrestling we, we appreciate the music the culture from back then and even guys like jordan cross who um uses dancing with myself by billy idol and trevor outlaw uses stroke by billy squire i, I just uh, it kind of brings us older fans and it helps us appreciate the younger guys like you yeah i mean and i just saw this actually in the car ride but jordan got to meet billy idol Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was cool. That I'm a, a little jealous there, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that you know us younger guys are are doing something different than the normal you know rap and hip hop theme music and you know that hard rock. It's 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 cool. It's okay to be, have something a little you know out there as a theme song. I think uh, that's what makes people stand out. And those two guys, they they got it down. You're working currently for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. And uh, as people up in the Milwaukee area know, that's run by your dad, David Hero. He's a bit of a local celebrity up there. Um, longtime wrestler, longtime promoter, also part of the Pro Wrestling Report up there with Damian Nelson. What was it like to grow up with your dad when you had wrestlers coming over to spend the night all the time? It was cool. And, uh, Growing up with it, I never really understood how it was different from anybody else. So it was always just 
normal for me. Like, oh, Kevin Nash is, you know, staying the night. We're going to go get dinner with me and Gene Okerlin or Al Snow's coming up to the lake house. So it was always just like, oh, those, those were uncles to me. And um, it wasn't until I actually started training and, and really falling in love with this, this sport and this business that um, I realized, like, wow, that, that's, that's an amazing childhood. Like, I'm, I'm blessed. And it's because my dad, he, he busted his tail, you know, for, for 25 years to create those relationships and uh, make a path for me to where, you know, it's there if I want it, but I need to put the work in. And um, I, it, it's cool because he's like my own superhero, no pun intended. That's mm-hmm. two R's. And um, so it was just cool growing up and, and now knowing like, when we'd get stopped by people and they're like, Oh, you're, you're Dave hero. It's like, Oh, you know, that's my dad. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, that that's, that's my superhero right there. That's someone I always looked up to. And I wanted to have, I want to make the impact that he made on other people's lives. And um, I I believe I'm heading down that right path. And I know, I know he's proud and sees it, but it's been a cool, not even cool. It's been an amazing life. It really has. Yeah. I'm a little jealous myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you are working with al snow in ovw plus you also had some recent appearances for impact wrestling and aew in fact i saw the other night i was just flipping through my tv there was an impact channel on my samsung smart tv and oh my god there's the fanny pack kid cal hero teaming <laughs> up with tony gunn against trey miguel and Petey Williams. Wow. Cal here on my, um, my, my 65 inch big screen TV in my bedroom. And <laughs> I have to tell the wife, hang out for a second. I'm checking out this guy, Cal Hero on the TV. <laughs> what was that like? It was amazing. It was amazing. Cause like growing up and, you know, my dad being friends with Al and Ken Anderson and, you know, Kevin Nash, like growing up, they were an impact at the time, you know, either it was in the back or, or performing out there. And, so like we, we would watch that heavily and we'd go to, you know, shows and, and lockdown and whatnot. When I, I think it was lockdown 2011, I went to, I think it was in Cincinnati. And um, it was just like a little side story before I get to it. But like, so that lockdown, I was in a uh, short little episode of it is Robbie E smarter than a fifth grader for TNA impact wrestling. And um, so that was on YouTube and got tons of views and it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And now being able to perform in that ring where, you know, I was, gosh, was it 10 years ago? So I was eight years old. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm now in the ring that I watched Ken Anderson, Al Snow, Kevin Nash at the time. I think Kurt Angle was there, Jeff Hardy, and even the guys now like Jake something and Rohit and Mm -hmm. all those guys, like being able to perform where they do. And at that level was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, especially to be able to do it in front of fans, which they, they now have fans at their uh, TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With OVW too, you've been down there for a few months now and it was really, really good practice for not only the impact match, but also um, some AEW dark matches that you had. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those, those were phenomenal as well. And the, the coolest thing about OVW is it's one of the few um, promotions out there where we're on TV every week. 
And so being able to get that practice of working, work, working a, a house show or an indie show, uh, and I found this out the hard way, is a huge difference than working TV. Huge difference. And, um, you know, I've been here since uh, beginning of February of, of you know, this, this past year. And um, learning how to work TV has helped me so much. And especially when these opportunities come up with, you know, AEW and Impact Wrestling, because, you know, a lot of the guys that get there, they haven't had that TV experience. So when I get there and I'm, I'm you know, having a match and I, I know how to work the cameras and, and all that, I, I believe it stands out. I hope it does. But um, it's 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 a blessing being here at OVW because it, it helps prepare you for the next step. You guys still do matches at Davis Arena down there, right? Oh, yeah. The good old Davis Arena. Right now, there. what's it like to work in a venerable building like Davis Arena where, where guys like John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin and Randy Orton and Batista and even people like Victoria and all that came through at one point in time? It's amazing. And every week that I'm at TV or going to class to train, like you walk in and you feel that history in that building. Like you just feel that presence. And um, it's cool because when you walk into the, the Davis Arena, which if anybody's, you know, head down to Louisville and they're here on a Thursday night, come check out the Davis Arena for OVW TV because you walk in and you just you see all the the drawings of, you know, you see John Cena, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, you know, ODB's up there. It's, it's amazing. And that history, you know, you feel it. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. You just it's like these guys paved a way. And that was, you know, a massive class from OVW. So um, it's it's amazing. And, and that locker room, like just changing the locker room, it's like, you know what? John Cena tied his boots probably right where I'm sitting. So it's like, okay, well, no pressure. Just got to, you know, live up to that. <laughs> yeah, speaking of pressure, um, I'm sure you've had a chance to roll around a bit with Al Snow, and obviously you've taken car rides with the man. So what's it like being with Al and training with him and, and, and some of the other people you've trained with? It's amazing. Um, Al has a very unique way of, of teaching his students. It's all psychology, all psychology. And um, that, that was another nice thing. And I, I've gotten you know tips from him before I even got down here. But um, he teaches us why we wrestle. Not what we're doing, but why we do it. And uh, I feel like that's a lost art. And we're blessed because I also got Doug Basham here, who's one of the Basham brothers and in the cabinet and an OVW alumni. And, you know, we got Tony Gunn and Cash Flow and vets like that that are there also training us. And just the, the teaching, it's a lost art. It really is. And, uh, you know, some days it's just like exhausting because it's like you think you're doing the right thing. But then Al's always there to, you know, take you down that notch and be like, hey, hey, that was good, but you messed up on this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't just critique you and, you know, yell at you and make you bump. Like, he explains why. And he, he makes you understand. So uh, we are all very blessed here to have Al as a, as a coach and, and Doug as a coach and everybody else. Al's kind of like that 
dad that can show the tough love, but he's kind of has that tender side as well. Is that kind of an accurate assessment? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my, my favorite story with Al recently was um, we were at WrestleMania in Tampa. We're out at some restaurant and there were some wrestling fans there. And this guy comes up to me and I'm, I, whenever I go out, I am full eighties fanny pack kid. And that, that's really just my style. I love the eighties retro look. And uh, I had this ridiculous outfit on and this guy comes up and he goes, S if I was a wrestler and saw Al, oh my God, that's Al. And uh, he looks at me and he looks at Al and he goes, I can tell this kid's going to be a star one day. And Al is one to, you know, give you the thumbs up, but then he'll, he'll make sure that you, you never get that ego. And um, so the guy walks away and Al's like, yeah, yes, he will. And uh, as the guy walks away, he looks at me and he goes, you're not that good. You need more practice and you're not there yet. And I just, he just listed all the things I need to do better. And it uh, just made me laugh. Just made me laugh. Cause he, he's always looking out for, uh, looking out for his students and his friends and his family. Yeah. Keeping that ego in check too. I see. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's needed. It really is because I, I've seen it to where, you know, if, if you don't got your head on straight, you can have all the, you know, skill in the world and all the psychology. And if you got an ego, you're going to be stuck and you're, you're not going to get anywhere. Now coming up in Wisconsin, um, there are a lot of famous, um, sons breaking into the business you cal hero son of david hero then we have jordan cross the son of ryan cross and gavin mccoy the son of ben mccoy and in fact at a recent glcw show the three of you all teamed up what was that like that, that was one of the coolest things ever um that, that's going down in like the history books on like moments that i'll, I'll just never forget because those two guys are the guys that i started training with when you know, we were training with Angel Armani uh, up in Milwaukee and um, being able to like, like we had never actually, you know, had all been in the ring together. So it was really, really cool. Awesome. So um, now you have a cousin by the name of Tyler Hero. Uh, he played basketball at the University of Kentucky and now is with the yeah. Miami Heat in the NBA. Um, what's your relationship with Tyler? So Tyler is a, uh, I believe, second or third cousin. Uh, I haven't met him yet, but um, he, he grew up about 30 minutes away from where I'm from. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's cool seeing that hero name, you know, making its rounds across the world right now and uh, it making to the NBA. I know it makes the entire family proud. So it's just, it's cool seeing, you know, the family, like I'm, I'm doing the professional wrestling and, you know, now he's in the NBA. So it, it's cool seeing the hero name just being put out there and, and that uh, this, our generation is, is making an impact for the family. Now you're 19 years old and you've already come such a long way, but you still have a lot of years ahead of you. What do you see in the future from a Cal hero? I, I just see myself just, just having fun, enjoying what I do and uh, taking every minute of it. And there's no question that uh professional wrestling and, uh, you know, this sport is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, whether it's in ring story writing, um, agenting, even ring crew. Um, I just know I want to be connected to it. And that's why, uh, like here at OVW, like uh, last night, I, I was listening to, you know, Al Snow and, you know, Doug Basham and Marie and like all, all the people at OVW put together, you know, TV on Friday. 
and watching them explain on why they do certain things and why they're having these matches and what it's building to. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can because I know that all it takes is one bad bump and you can be done. So uh, hopefully that never happens, but I want to make sure that every time I perform in that ring, I, I enjoy it and take everything I can out of it and, and not wrestle for uh, not myself, but for, for the fans that pay to, to see us and uh, for the people that want to get away from, you know, the real world and have something to believe in and, you know, boo or cheer. So um, just going to enjoy it. And uh, wherever it takes me, it takes me. Awesome. Uh, Cal, promote your social media. And then eventually, if you have any upcoming events to tell us about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check me out on at the Cal Hero on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can check out my upcoming dates and how to get my merch and you can also check out my social media on at thefannypackkid.com um, and thecalhero.com. So that has everything you need to know about what you know what's coming up. And uh, make sure to tune in on OVW TV, which is on Fight TV. And that's F-I-T-E, which is a Roku app. Or you can get on a smart TV or your cell phone or computer. And you can watch us every Thursday night. Awesome. And also, too, I'll be looking forward to seeing you at SSW up on October 9th at the Brat Stop in Kenosha. Huge event there. King Haku, the Barbarian teaming up. That's going to be a fun night. Looking forward to seeing the Fanny Pack Kid there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. And this was truly whamtastic. Thank you. Thanks, Cal. Good luck in your future, my friend. So much fun with the Fanny Pack Kid Cow Hero. That was an awesome interview. Whamtastic, in fact. All right, before we head on out, I just want to kind of throw up a couple of things real quick. WindyCitySlam.com is your place to go for Chicagoland wrestling news and insight. And this past week, I published an article focusing on five young local independent wrestling acts destined for a major promotion. These guys and girl that I talk about in the story are people who I've watched over the last couple of years covering shows for Windy City Slam, who I just found that they have that it factor. They have all that potential to maybe make waves in a WWE and NXT and AEW and Impact Wrestling, you name it. It wasn't meant to be an exhaustive list, but just some of the people that I really thought can make some noise. And I know there's some other rare gems out there that I have actually seen and some people I may not yet have seen. So I'm very excited to continue forward watching these athletes grow and hopefully show up in the big boys one day. Also, quick promotion note, yours truly, Mike Pankow, will be on the Power Hour with Steve Arendt. And that is premiering this week on Steve Arendt's Facebook page and on his YouTube channel. And that's Steve Arendt, and his last name is A-H-R-E-N as in Nikki, D as in dog, T. Steve Arendt and C-Red will be talking to yours truly. I'm going to be 
Very, very excited talking local Chicagoland wrestling with two of the local legends themselves, Steve Arendt and C-Rad. All right, next week, special guests, Steve Tortorello. And for the first time ever, Steve's partner in crime, Eric Hamilton from Warrior Wrestling, who will talk and preview some stadium series. Plus, there'll be a little bit of SummerSlam and TakeOver 36 as well. So join us next week on the Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.